0: Welcome to another episode of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. I'm Steve Casillo. I appreciate you being here today. And today we're talking with Susanna Mahadee. She is our trademark attorney. And the topic today infringement and enforcing your trademark rights. What are the penalties? What are the repercussions? What constitutes an infringement? How do you stop a trademark infringer? What if I own the trademark but I don't use it? We're going to answer those questions and much, much more right here on the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. Today, we are talking about infringement and enforcing your trademark rights. Mm -hmm. All right. So I guess the question is, let's go back to the basics and really, what, what constitutes an infringement? An
1: infringement is when somebody is misusing your mark. So assuming you've registered your trademark and you find out that someone in another location is using your trademark with their business, then that could constitute infringement, especially if you had registered it before um, they were using it or you have registered and They may have been using it before you, but they're still limited in that region, in that geographic area, and they are um, coming into your area. And so, there's various ways that you can um, determine if there's infringement going on. Um, There's also, for instance, if somebody's falsely advertising or just copying your mark and tarnishing your goodwill and your reputation. Another way is cyber squatting.
0: Cyber, sci, wait, what, what is Cyber Cybersquatting
1: <laughs> cyber is when somebody, for instance, if you have a mark a, a brand that you've established um, the goodwill and the reputation for, and somebody registers your domain name that incorporates or a domain name that incorporates your brand and they sit on it and try to resell it for profit, then that would be cyber squatting. Okay, when they're trying to profit from your trademark's goodwill,
0: you've opened up probably fifteen questions, and so, (laughs) and I know we've only got ten minutes to do this. So, uh, how uh, how does one go about stopping a trademark infringer?
1: Well, there's various ways. I mean, most common tactic is to send what's called a cease and desist letter. And I'm sure we've all heard of that um, letter. And it's really demanding someone to stop using your mark. Many times when when somebody receives those, they stop using it if they learn that the original owner or that the mark holder has a registered mark and they don't. Sometimes, you know, they can dig their heels and say no, and then attorneys get involved. Um, There's different ways to maybe negotiate a coexistence agreement where both parties can use the mark in different, maybe if their services are different or the products are different or their locations are different, there are negotiations that could take place. Um, If they still refuse and they are infringing on your mark, then you can file a lawsuit. So if it's a registered Trademark. If you've registered with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, then the lawsuit would be filed in federal court, and you would just have to prove that the infringing mark um, is likely to confuse consumers. People may think that they're coming to your business or or buying your products when, in fact, they might be um, diverted to another website, for instance, or another business.
0: If it if it does go to the lawsuit stage is, is there money involved or does the judge just say you know hey shut it down uh, it, are you well, are you, people are suing for millions and millions or tens of thousands
1: it it yeah i mean it could happen it depends on on what you know obviously the infringement that's taken place i mean a court could award an injunction ordering the other party to stop infringing but they could also award monetary damages and yeah. these could be I mean, you'd have to be able to show that the other, um, that the infringing party was acting in bad faith and they were intentionally copying or knowingly using your trademark when they shouldn't have been. And so a court could award you um, the profits that that infringer has made using your trademark. And also, you could recover your legal fees. Mm.
0: All right, so I've, a, I've created a trademark. I created it years ago. It's something I just don't use, but someone has started to use that name. Can I still, uh, uh, can I still protect my trademark, even though I don't use it?
1: Well, that's a big problem because you have to be vigilant in, in uh, maintaining, one, in, in watching that others aren't using your mark and also in maintaining and using your own mark because if somebody could try to cancel your mark or ask to have, um, you know, your your brand could be diluted because you're not enforcing it, you're not using it, others may be using it, and then it could become, um, you know, you could lose that. So you do have responsibilities and obligations to maintain it, to use it, and to enforce it. So if somebody is um, using it, and because you haven't been using it, then you lose that distinctiveness that you uh, may have had, and you could lose that trademark.
0: Question then about um, the are a lot of this sounds domestic. What if someone, especially if it's from a third world country, someone from Jamaica, takes your. Or creates a trademark that that you've already registered how does one go about uh how does one go about protecting their trademark when it's when it's taking place somewhere else in the world
1: there are ways to register your trademarks worldwide um there's, there's different um, acts there's the madrid protocol which is a way to have your trademark be recognized um you know in other countries you can actually register in various countries um, or worldwide and again you have as a trademark owner you have to be diligent in making sure that you are enforcing and monitoring the use and there are services that provide um, monitoring and and, and, and watch their watch services to keep an eye out for infringers because you you don't want your your brand to be um, diluted to you have to maintain that distinctiveness that identifies your goods and services and maintains your goodwill and reputation that you've established. So yeah, there's ways to enforce it worldwide.
0: Okay. And this, this was actually one of the things that we covered last week on the top 10 mistakes that trademark owners make. And one of them was that they don't maintain their, uh, their, their trademark All right. right. I'm going to ask you if this is true or not, because it seems uh, a little odd. I was doing some research on trademarks and one (laughs) sentence that came up says U.S. Customs and Border Protection can help you enforce your trademark. Have you heard that? Is that true?
1: Yes, yes, because you can register your trademark to make sure that because there's a lot of people that like counterfeiters that are bringing goods in through our borders. And so there's ways to make sure that your mark is registered with Customs and Border Patrol so that they can make sure that you're not um, allowing your trademark to be used um, with counterfeited goods.
0: Who knew? <laughs> I, and, a lot and, of little- and this is why you're the expert and, and not me. I just ask the questions. and <laughs> There's
1: a lot of nuances. And I think those are things, you know, we tend to just look at the general terms of how to register a trademark. But, you know, unfortunately what happens is that, these little issues may come up, and then that's when people get stuck and need some help. And so, it's always good to try to speak with someone if they think their mark is being used by someone else or being infringed upon, so they can, you know, learn what resources are available or what remedies they may have.
0: In the minute or so that we have left, is there anything that you want to add or recap uh, before we get into your contact information?
1: You know, I think one of the most important things is to Really look, if you have registered your trademark, look into having it um, monitored or watched because there are services that will provide more thorough uh, search um, engines that, that will be able to catch things that come up. If anybody's applying or registering something that's similar to your name, then you'd be notified and then you can take steps to enforce it before it becomes an issue.
0: If someone wanted to reach out to Susanna Mahady in the law offices of Susanna M. Mahady and learn more about trademarks, trademark infringement, trademark rights, how can <clears throat> how can they reach out to you?
1: They can find me on my website, mahadylaw.com, or I can always be reached by email at at smahadylaw.com.
0: And again, Mahady is M-A-H-A-D-Y.
1: You
0: got it. All right. Susanna, we do this every week and uh, we will do this. Actually, we're not going to do this next week because uh, you and I are both taking off for the week of Christmas. So uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours.
1: Same to you and yours.
0: And we will actually see you back here on Tuesday, the 27th. Yes. Looking forward to it. Thanks for being on.
1: Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, everyone.
0: We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get you all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.